Looking for an age-appropriate gift for a teen or tween that incorporates reading with beauty? Beauty in a Book Box is a quarterly subscription box company for tweens, teens, and adults. Each box is professionally curated by an educator, nurse, and cosmetologist. All boxes include accessories and beauty products. Established in 2019, their purpose is to align literacy and personal care. Beauty items can range from makeup, skincare, to hair products. They offer book options for the teen and adult box. One-time gift options can also be found on their website. Use our code BAABB16 for 10% off your first box. Yeah, I was surprised at how much, how little I remembered. I was like, oh. Of Gossip Girl? Yeah, because you know, I'm rewatching it. Right, right. Well, I also pressed the start button, so here we are. Welcome back to another episode of She Well Read. I'm Alana. I'm Samra. And as you heard, we were just talking about how Samra's rewatching Gossip Girl again. Yes, because the first one. Wait, no. The remake. The remake sucks. <laughs> just in case you didn't hear me denounce it. She's like, loud and clear, one more time for the people in the back. For the people in the back. It's not good. I don't know what I was saying on that other episode. I'm weak. Well... I'm- evolving and growing every day (laughs) i saw this article about how the reboot sucked or like how it was lasting or whatever and i'm like i really don't know what y'all expected well yeah i did expect the worst and then i got fooled like a you got fooled i got fooled i got fooled like a fool like boba the fool (laughs) clown emoji um okay speaking of clown emoji Y'all remember what happened last time? That was crazy. We had to make two parts of it. It was so crazy. I could not get through the whole thing at once. So I told Mm -hmm. Lana, cut it in half. So we did. We cut it in half. So we hope you enjoyed that two-part episode because it needed to be two parts. But now we're moving on to the next chapter, chapter 14, A Seat at the Table. Yes, seat at the table. It's giving Solange album title. Right. It's giving growth. It's giving new beginnings. Mm, It's It's giving giving strength. It's looking up. It's looking up. All right, Sams, go ahead. All right, guys. The quote this chapter is, you can, you should, and if you're brave enough to start, you will. Stephen King on writing. I feel like that's on like everything though because that's how I feel like when I read that I was like oh yeah starting this podcast was like lots of it was a lot of we think we can do this we think we should do this but then it was a lot of back and forth but then we did it and now we're here two seasons two seasons later here we are still going strong going strong recommend to your friends your family your co-workers your neighbors did I tell you that my dad told me that our one of my neighbors and their in my parents' neighborhood listens to our podcast. Nuh-uh. Yeah, I forget like the exact story because he told me a few weeks ago. But basically, he was like, yeah, I was talking to one of our neighbors. And he was like, I really like your daughter's podcast. <laughs> and I was like, what? Wow, okay. Shout right. out to you. Right, shout out to neighbor. I don't know your name, though, because, yeah. but Neighbor. Anyhow. Neighbor. <laughs> That's, um, thanks for tuning in. That's a thank you for tuning in. Uh, okay, so we've gotten over future husband, the long roller coaster that is was future husband. He's now ex future husband. He is now the ex, and I'm hoping there aren't any more future husband or uh, first love stories in here. I know, I know. Yeah, I'm traumatized. I'm gonna need, <laughs> I'm gonna need six months to cooperate, <laughs> recuperate, recuperate. That, I was like, that don't sound right, but I'm gonna go with it because I don't know what it's supposed to sound like. Cooperate. Co- oh, cooperate versus recuperate. Yeah, <laughs> definitely recuperate. But definitely recuperate. In the moment, it just came to me. It's okay. That's that's what editing's for. <laughs> she well read. I'm weak. Okay. She well spoken. Ooh. I oh. like that one. Grammar class. Wait, we should not teach said class. We <laughs> should not. We're not qualified. We should, we should attend such class. 
Shout out to Alicia Clavel. Yes, oh my gosh, Miss Clavel. From UAB, you really got us. You really taught us the meaning of semicolons and writing a good email. Yes. Business 350, man. Life changing. Crazy. Good times. Good times. Okay. So after the breakup, she gets a life changing email. I feel like this book is a series of just like <laughs> life changing moments for her. If which, I were like, you, I would open up an email account. If you don't have one, it seems like everything <laughs> good is happening in the email. It's all in the emails. This could have been an email. This could have been an email. Oh my goodness. I've, oh gosh, I've had so many things like that at work where I'm like, this really could have been an email. Yeah, it'd be like that. It'd be like that, but it's okay. We keep going. Um, okay, so she gets an email from... Uh, Eva. Eva Chen. Freaking Chen. Freaking Chen. And she asked her to grab coffee. And so Eva Chen was the beauty and health director of Teen Vogue at the time. And Mm. she was considered the darling of new media. Like she was one of the first people to actually like accept social media for what it was and would become. Like so many people were like, oh, social media just gonna be like a hobby a side thing it's not gonna be that important when it's like no literally our lives were pretty much revolve around it at this point like marketing wise and like just Mm -hmm. just so many things in life like revolves around social media i feel it's kind of hard to avoid it literally it's it's an industry some people make their living on in on social media you know businesses have whole departments just for social media just that for important. social media it's it's crazy thinking that like 20 years ago 15 years ago even 10 years ago maybe not i don't know it all happened so fast i feel like in a blink mm-hmm. of an eye it was like oh yeah people are actual like influencers and now the next generation wants to be influencers right like that's a whole category i thought about that the other day i was like i wonder if they'll make that a new major like influencer oh my god but i don't like but you don't even need a degree to be an influencer is the thing but heck you don't need a degree to do a lot of things here we are i was about to say like the entrepreneur major they did that and like true the whole idea of being an entrepreneur to me is figuring it out yourself yeah going solo (laughs) (laughs) and they said actually you can pay to to learn exactly how to do it and it's like even then who knows if you'll be successful right or if you'll actually get anything out of that yeah it's kind of weird how they monetize everything but You know, it is a capitalist society. I knew it. I knew that's where you were going with this. (laughs) I knew you would know where I was going with this. (laughs) Take a shot every time I say capitalism. Jeez, you black out. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers to that. I'm so weak. Uh, Safe drinking, everybody. Don't drink and drive. If you listen to this podcast, do not take a shot. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast and driving, do not take a shot every time San Francisco capitalism. Yes, use common sense, everyone. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you read Teen Vogue growing up? I didn't really read Teen Vogue. It was kind of like if the magazine just so happened to be around wherever I was, you know, like a doctor's office, hair, hair salon, like those yes. types, nail salon, like then yeah, I would read it. But you were I didn't, picking like, up a Teen Vogue. Yeah, but if I Period. was just like no leisurely, I did not read Teen Vogue. Okay, fair. Yeah, I feel like I was into magazines as a kid because fashion but mm-hmm. <laughs> teen vogue was like my go-to because it was like young girls right mm-hmm. cosmo was like a little more like sexual i would feel like yes i did oh you know what i did read j14 oh my god not j14 <laughs> there was like a few of those little gossip magazines yeah and then j14 had like the the centerfolds 
Ooh, with the with the cutout with the yep. whole poster. Yep. Yeah, girl. I know exactly what you're talking about. I have some of those, especially Shout when the out. Cheetah Girls came out. Aww. Do you realize the first Cheetah Girls came out like 18 years ago or something crazy? Damn. <laughs> right? Like we're old. I didn't realize how young I was when that came out. Yeah, I was just about to say. I was like, that came out almost before I was born, but mm. I'm not 21 anymore. <laughs> right, right. It came out when we were, what, six? Yeah, wow. And I'm like, wow. Aww. Like, I, since I was freaking little, very little, love the Cheetah Girls, still love the Cheetah Girls. If my sisters asked to watch the Cheetah Girls tomorrow, I would say, yes, yes. pop the popcorn. Let's strut like we mean it. I was about to say, which one's your favorite? Because for me, it's got to be number two. Spain? Yeah. Number two. Number two was the best. I feel like for a lot of like the hit Disney uh, movies that had like multiple, it was always the second one because High School Musical 2 was the best of the High School Musicals in my opinion. Yeah, something about it. I mean, that's debatable. But it definitely wasn't the third. It (laughs) definitely... The first one is the bottom on my list, actually, when I'm ranking no High School way. Musicals. Yeah. I was about to say, like, according to my mom, <laughs> who was forced to watch all of them, <laughs> I was about to say. she was like, I love the first one. Okay. I think I love the third one purely because of the song, I Want It All. Like, uh, that, that was my jam. Oh, and... Uh, Sharpay did her thing. That one and oh God, a night babe. to remember. Oh, oh yes. Mm. Now tell me why for me it's it's like the dance. It's like take my hand. Oh, that thing. Me. Yes. Ah! <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, so we can get off the High School Musical Disney Channel movies tangent. Um, last thing. Ah! <laughs> Did, uh, there was this TikTok that I watched. I don't remember if I sent it to you, but it was like the hold that High School Musical had on all of us when all three of them had the same exact plot. Like, it wasn't a different movie. It was the same exact thing happening over and over again. And at first I was like, what? But look, look, look. What was High School Musical 1 about? It was about Troy and Gabriella. Mm -hmm. Like, they're, like, good, da-da-da-da-da. Then there's some type of conflict. Like, she's got the science thing, and he's got the basketball (laughs) thing. There's a song where they, like, break up or whatever. And then at the end of it, oh, they yeah. all come back together. Yeah. High School Musical 2. Hmm. Start of summer. They're all happy. Oh, yeah. They are happy. In the Troy and Gabriella oh, have some type of conflict. Times. Yeah. There's a song about said conflict. Troy has his own little song, Once She Leaves. Song. An There's epic back song. back epic songs. And then at the movie. end of it, everyone comes back together. In High School Musical 3. Uh, they're going to try to figure out schools. Troy wants to be close to Gabriella, but Gabriella has this other school. There's conflict. Oh, shit. He has a song. They get back together at the end. That's so embarrassing for me. <laughs> like, and we were watching the same movie over and over again three times. But the outfits were different. The outfits were different. And the Nothing songs. The songs. Different, I guess. The songs did get better. The songs got better, yes. Did the did. choreography get better? Yes, I think, I think it so. did as well. The what time is it choreography? Are you kidding Bruh, me? <laughs> what I tell you, it was an it was a cultural reset when that movie came out. The tick, it was an icon. Tick, it was the tick, moment. Tick. <laughs> I was like, oh, what's happening? And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> What time is it? Summertime. It's summertime. It's summer vacation. Yes. Yes. Good times, bro. And then, okay, last thing to wrap this up, I swear. Because I saw this tweet, like, yesterday. And it was, like, the night that High School Musical 2 came out, the preview for Phineas and Ferb also came out during the movie premiere. And... Uh, the episode for Hannah Montana with the Jonas Brothers also came out that night. So they were like, that was th- the most epic night 
in Disney Channel history. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, like suburbia was like not ready for that night. We everyone were... was inside. Everyone was ready to watch. Like, don't disturb me for the next three hours. Dad, you know High School Musical 2 is on and I love Troy Bolton. Dad. <laughs> okay, I know I said that was the last thing, but this is the last thing because that just reminded me of some a childhood memory I had. I remember... I, w- I was at my dad's for the summer and we were at dinner for something. I don't even remember what it was. And my mm-hmm. grandma was with us and it was like a family dinner. We were at a restaurant and you know how like Disney channel used to say eight, seven central. And yes. so like for us, it came on at seven yes. and they were like, it's not going to come on again. But then like, oh it did God. come on again. But, it's like, like clickbait. It was, it was clickbait. The first and original so, clickbait. Right. So we're at dinner. We like, I don't even know if we had ordered at this point. It's like 630. <laughs> <laughs> now you're tucking your calcium. And I'm like on the verge of tears. Because <laughs> <laughs> now you're missing the most important night in no, Disney this, Channel history. No, but this was the night that Hannah Montana, the move, like the, the concert, the movie came out on Disney Channel. Oh my God. They really got us with all of <laughs> And there were commercials every six minutes. Yep. Yep. It was really, they really the had grip. us in the palm of their hand. The grip they had on us because I was on the I verge was, of I tears. agree. I was getting angry if people were messing up with my time. My dad never cared. He could care less about the damn premiere of a damn Disney Channel movie. Right. And my grandma's having to like console me. She's like, you know it's going to come on again. But I'm like, <laughs> show you the privilege (laughs) that we were just that was really like the issues in our lives right well nobody understands but yeah that was one of the main (laughs) issues priority wise it was up there yeah for sure just for a few hours but yeah hey disney channel at this point we've been talking about y'all for like 10 minutes sponsor us please i could not tell you a show on your channel that's not for us no we need to get a Maya on Disney channel she needs to be on TV honestly little actress okay she would be so cute Mm -hmm. she's like she's giving me next uh, Zendaya of Disney channel you better get her on shake it up girl shake it up is not even a thing anymore no but look there's some new techie dance did you see that shit on twitter it wasn't it was it's for some girls a dj because that's the new trendy thing to do yes and they're yes. all dancing to edm music in their parents <laughs> living room yes popping and locking in the suburbs not the suburbs yeah girl, it's embarrassing i'm sorry People okay. like, what is this beat <laughs> Somebody get Disney Channel for this. <laughs> I, I definitely saw. I think it's a movie. I don't even think it's a show. I think it's a movie. Sheesh. But anywho. Yeah, okay. All right. This time we're really, we're back in the book. All we're right. back. We're back. Okay. So, yeah, <laughs> what's happening? She's getting a call. Email. And so she's going to Eva. She's going to Eva. They're going to go have coffee. Mm, she meets. Coffee. Yes, there's a coffee. They meet up, and Eva tells Elaine that she's leaving Teen Vogue and was suggesting people to fill her role, and she wanted Elaine to be one of the people to be considered, and if she was interested. Gasp. Right. And she goes into saying how, like, the vote of confidence meant more than she knew. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's still processing the breakup, and now she's giving this, like, coveted job in the industry. Um, but she was conflicted because of her recent promotion at Glamour magazine. Oh, she did just get promoted. That's right, cool. right, right, right. And so she was like, you know, as honored as I am, like, I need some time to think about this. Can I get a night to sleep on it? But like, it was such a hard decision because, you know, she's she makes a great point. She's like, Black girls aren't getting hired by the dozen in Condé Nast. And Mm -hmm. for me to even be in the position that I am, like, you know, kind of need to lock that in. Because even if her 
even if she did go interview for this job and like didn't get it like the rumors all the rumors are true yeah okay <laughs> at lizzo and cardi b me and cardi we cool yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, it would get back to her bosses at Glamour and, you know, could cause some issues and she could lose her job. So she's like, she nope. Said, yeah. Mm-mm, not worth I can't it. Be responsible. I don't want to take the flashy job when I have a secure, right. real job right now. Right. One that, you know, is mine, not like a potential. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but mm, her but. friends were <laughs> cheersing her. They were like, Elaine is so fabulous. She turned down a job at Condé Nast at Teen Vogue. At right. Vogue. At Vogue. We're at Vogue, Basically people. at Vogue. We're at Vogue. Anyway, Elaine is comfortable. She's at ease with her decision. Mm-hmm. And look. She All gets the rumors little, are true. She gets a little ominous little thing from her friend who said <laughs> she like winks at Elaine during like a baby shower. Yeah, one of the beauty publicists, a well-known beauty publicist. She says, how are things, Elaine? Elaine, mm-hmm. Elaine, Elaine. <laughs> Anything new happened recently? Mm-hmm. And Elaine says, uh... I turned down the job. Thank right. you. I'm doing well. <laughs> right. And her the friend says, whatever Eva wants, Eva gets. I love the energy. She said, watch out, because it might be going over your head, Elaine. Right, right. You might have zero control in the matter, actually. <laughs> she said it was up to you, but is it? Is it? I don't think so. I don't think it's up to you. Mm-mm. Okay. So then she's at her desk that next Monday afternoon and Condé Nast HR department calls her. Mm-hmm. And after her conversation with Ava, Eva, apparently the higher ups decided to forge on ahead and ask permission <laughs> from her boss at Glamour. Damn. Because okay, went across companies and said, "Look, well, that's why I was like, so our I know Condé Nast is like kind of like a media conglomerate, so it's Glamour and Teen Vogue, like they're all like in there. Is that how that works? I don't really know. I should have looked it up. I didn't realize Glamour was also Condé Nast, but from the story, that's what it seems like. Yeah, it seems like they're all connected. Gotcha. Okay, so like it was just like." Hey, you have this person at your magazine, but I want them at my magazine. I guess that's why she thought the rumors would get right. back to to everyone is because they're all under the same company. Mm-hmm. All under the same umbrella. Yeah. Okay. But, um, and, you know, Elaine says what happens next isn't customary and her boss like gives her blessing to go interview for the job mm. because her boss, uh, was very much more like wanted to like the kind of feminists on the like feminists who wanted to see other women rise. I'm like trying to read and can't read and talk at the same time. Anywho. Uh, yeah. I love a cool boss. Like, I love a boss like, like that who wants better for you. Yeah. Like you're a human. I'm a human. At the end of the day, like I just want to see you in the when? best place. Yeah, like almost like if that were me, I'd want someone in my corner trying to like be like, heck yeah, go for it. Yeah, and Elaine really just chose to stay because... Loyalty. Yeah, loyalty, which I think is a great trait to have, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. The lines of loyalty. Yeah, sometimes, I don't know. It always goes back to me to at the end of the day... It's business. You know, it's really not like a hard feelings thing. Yeah. Sometimes but that's making like, like the selfish move is actually like making the more financially smart move. Yeah. But that reminds me of, okay, I don't know if you know about all the wild and out stuff that happened, how they like took wild and out, wild and out off the air because of Nate Cannon's comments. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't even hear about it. It was like anti, anti something. I forgot. 
I don't want to say anti-white comments because that's not like what it was, but it was mm. kind of like almost to that extent. Something along those lines. I can't remember it word for word. He's being uh, a Yeah, and he was saying some comments that like the people, I think it's like Comcast or something, whoever owns like MTV and all of that, where Wild and Out was, they're like, N- we don't stand any type of like Oh my god, not, not the higher ups talking to uh, Yeah. And so they pulled the show. Up to them. Uh, not only did they pull the show, but they weren't even playing reruns anymore. What were they filling space with? That's all they play. <laughs> From I the don't hours even... of two AM to like eight AM. <laughs> like what are they playing instead? I don't remember because Wild and Out is one of my like put it on in the background while I do other stuff shows. So when they when they pulled it from the air, I was like, oh my gosh, this is huge. And yeah. so then Nick Cannon apologized and they Not brought it back. black man apologizing <laughs> for right. his ignorant ass comments. Right. But then there was rumors that... Um, All the rumors oh are true, yeah. <laughs> I can't think of his name. Oh my gosh, and I love him. No. You love him? He's on the show. Oh my gosh. Why can't I think of his name? Which show? Well, on Wild and Out. I, oh. Why? why? Oh, oh, I don't know. I'm about to look it up. I'm about to cut all of this. Okay. DC Young Fly. I was like, why can't I think of his name? He's so funny. I love him. He's one of my favorite Is people. Is he the little one? He's like the skinny, tall he's dude. Yeah, he's yeah. funny. He's, he's so funny. Uh-huh. Um, they offered him Nick's job. Cheers to that. And DC was like, no, Nick brought me here. And like, I'm not about to. It was the loyalty. He was like, I'm not about to do that to him. Like, no, like offer me something else or Uh I'm not about to take his show from him. Like that, like Nick Cannon is wild and out. There is no wild and out without Nick Cannon. That's literally what he said. Period. So he literally fought for it. And then, I mean, in the end, they ended up bringing it back. So. He literally saved Nick Cannon. Like, Nick Cannon owes him big time. Because he could have, and it would have not been, like, honestly, like, even if Nick had felt some type of way, I feel that the like, show he didn't been- have to, sh- well, I mean, I guess it, it was probably smart. It was probably yeah. smart. But, like, nobody could blame DC Youngfly if he had taken it. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. they offered it to him, and, like, but it would have been a huge I feel like it would have been very controversial if he did it would have been a huge loyalty thing people would have because there's so many comedians that came from Wild and Out like they had their start at Wild and Out and now they're super famous okay um, so Wild and Out is the blueprint the blueprint for comedians I'm kidding I don't know but <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so loyalty but her boss was like no go for it yeah no yeah I think yeah, I think loyalty is good to have. I feel like one of my traits would be loyalty because I'm a Leo. I love to say, here we go, Zodiac. She's about to bring it up. But I also don't think, I don't know. I don't think it's wrong to not have loyalty sometimes. Define that. I was about to say, like, circumstantial, like we love to say. Take a I shot every time I'm we being... say circumstantial or circumstantially. I guess I just mean like when it comes to business Mm. but if you're working with your friends I do see how that can be a little bit murky Mm -hmm. but like when it just comes to regular company like jumping from one company to another type thing Mm -hmm. I don't know if loyalty is always the best thing to have because is the company really looking out for your best interests? This is true. Sometimes no. Sometimes then, no. That's why I feel like it's case. case but loyalty is good. I mean, it's never bad. It's never bad. But I see what you're saying. When you go to like, if you, yeah, if loyalty is misplaced, I mm-hmm. think that's really where the issues. Like, you can end up shooting yourself in the foot just by right. like trying to look out for somebody. People. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel you. But with this, you know, she's like, something that I had been like, I'm not even going to go out for this. It's like, 
she's about to get it, but not even through herself. Mm. And it's something that reminded her of ex-future husband. One of his phrases was like, what's for you will be for you. And she's like, Mm. he wasn't for me, but maybe this job was. And I was like, period. Yeah. It ain't no maybe. He was not for you. Okay. Uh, Yeah. He wasn't for me, period. It was just one little sentence. I love that. Right. Right. Because no, maybe he was not. He was definitely not. Right. But the job definitely was. Right. It was Uh, coming back to her like a boomerang. And it's so funny to me that she, and I don't blame her, she kept the interview shoes that he bought her, the red bottoms, and like she wore them to this interview. I was like, LOL. If you're going to go through something shitty like that, at least have you like... At least. Some sort of something that you can be like at least it was worth it for this one thing for this one thing (laughs) makes it all okay just kidding um yeah just kidding but at least i got fun right so during her interview uh they landed on the topic of gabby douglas who at the time she was being bullied on social media because of her hair and people saying that it was unkept and Elaine's mm. like, here's a star athlete who's earned her way to the freaking Olympics at 16. And y'all want to talk about and scrutinize her hair? And like, it's giving sexist, babe. It's right. Racist, babe. It's giving all of the things. And it's just like, for what? So unnecessary. I thought it was interesting that she wore her hair in a low bun to the interview in order to just in case right plan for the kind of white person who gets distracted by big curly hair mm-hmm. and it made me think of how many times i've straightened my hair for an interview or you know just thought about the white gaze when it comes to especially before i have the job yeah i'm trying to look my most presentable my most professional clean cut which yeah in so many instances basically just means erasing your blackness Mm -hmm. and flipping the code switch on and you know just basically being someone that's not threatening to your white counterparts right right and i feel like a lot of us can relate to that or in like one instance or another of having to do that just to be able to like you said like keep a job like a professional job yeah and they did pass something in the supreme court i believe that like you actually cannot discriminate in the workplace based on hair anymore and if you do you can legit you know get sued so Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is good, but we've still got kids being discriminated at school because of their hair choices in certain circumstances. So it's like, it's always Mm. like, we're on the, oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) Always, always. Always. But Elaine talks about that a little bit later, but I'm not going to skip to that. Um, We can talk about this. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and it's funny because even like, Whenever this book was published, like, Gabby Douglas is still getting shit in the media. Right. Is it eight years later? Like... Nine years. Yeah, because that was 2012, I think. Nine years later, the media is still, like... Now, are you thinking about Simone, or are you still talking about Gabby? Uh... Oh, I'm thinking of Simone Biles. You are thinking of Simone Biles, because I was like, I haven't seen anything about Gabby Douglas lately. Oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gabby. Not Simone. Gabby! Oh my god, Gabby! Okay, now her face is in my head. Mm-hmm. This whole time I'm thinking Simone Biles and I'm reading Gabby Douglas. I'm weak. It's okay. What's Gabby up to now? She's in college. Ah! Love it. She's in school. Like I forget what the degree she's going for is. Oh. Yeah, she's doing great. She's doing amazing, sweetie. Wait, that's okay. fire. Uh, so she gets this uh, assignment, if you will. Okay. And she's for, for the interview. And 
the interviewer, Amy, wants her to write down ideas that she might have for the magazine to write about. And she gives mm-hmm. her two weeks to do it. And Elaine's like, huh, I've had two days before. Let's get into it. Um, mm. And so she's like researching. She's like, at that time, she couldn't name one Selena Gomez song if her life depended on it. But like that weekend, she took a crass course on youth culture and she listened to Selena, Ariana, Brandy, and Justin Bieber. Uh, and she got on Tumblr. She watched Twilight. I was like, oh my gosh, this is <laughs> taking me back. She's doing all the things that teenagers do. She's immersing right. herself. Right. But she realizes, and, se- and she says this, I could begin to see the white space and the opportunity I had in front of me to bring a different perspective. And I was like, ooh. I know. We'd love to see it legit like the next part i was like yes girl your career has led up to this moment like everything you've worked for Mm -hmm. can be displayed and like it can be Mm. Mm, what's the word (laughs) it can it can like all of her knowledge it just it has it all leads up to this it does it does in fact yeah and so uh, I, like, I like oh, oh. Go, ahead. go ahead go ahead I was just uh since you know my point was I couldn't really think of it I just <laughs> I just kind of wanted to mention something <laughs> like it. get a point out you know yeah yeah go for it I like how she said beauty is the great equalizer and I like how she views her job as like the beauty and health director which she's kind of been a beauty and fashion department Mm -hmm. she's kind of been in this beauty side of things for a while obviously she loves it but she says that no matter what age you are what socioeconomic background you come from your culture your race religion sexual orientation or gender beauty is the great equalizer uh, and I thought that was, I thought that was so dope. She's like mentions how people will stop her on the street and ask her for curly hair tips. And, you know, that ends up leading to conversations about their identity and like them relating on a deeper level of just like hair and beauty. And I think that's what so many people don't recognize when it comes to like things like fashion and beauty is just like superficial, but really it's just a part of the human experience like you can't really ignore the importance of the outside image of yourself yeah yeah like even back in egyptian days like they were doing like cool eye makeup and they cared about their dress and that's just something you can analyze in every culture is like how did men and women present themselves in society and that is freaking cool you know Mm -hmm. so she said she saw beauty as a lens through which to explore identity culture self-expression self-acceptance and diversity and i thought that was so inspiring i was like yes i love the perspective right and to bounce back off of you i really liked when she said I knew beauty was about more than just products. So often it's a reflection of how you feel and how you want to be seen. Mm, because yes. be- beauty, it goes, it's not like, what does it say? People say like beauty isn't skin deep or something like that. Yeah, um, be- yeah, that one. Something something along those lines. Y'all know we can't think of things and words. Y'all know what we're talking about. Um, Scar. No, ma'am. What's she doing? Whatever you're about to do, don't do it, bitch. What's she doing? She's about to jump on my closet. Like, she likes to jump from my little table next to my closet to the top of my closet where there are, like, shoes and, like, she can kind of stand up there. Mm-hmm. But in the process, she digs her claws into, like, the clothes hanging in the closet. Mm-hmm. And then I end up, like, having random rips and I just happened to be catching her in the act so I had to 
show her that I see her. <laughs> I and she you. she did walk away. She's looking at me like, oh, you saw, you do see me, huh? Maybe you should start closing your closet door. Oh my god, that's so smart. <laughs> it's like the easiest fixes. It's like you just like don't don't think even about think it. about yeah. it. Somebody told me something the other day, and I was like. But it was like the simplest fix in the world for something. It really be like that, and it's okay. It doesn't mean we're dumb. Doesn't at all. Um, okay, so she's thinking of all these things about beauty, and she's like, "There are things that I wish I would have seen in magazines growing up." And like, mm-hmm. I started thinking about you know when she was cutting out the the pictures of her family and like how she couldn't find herself in the pages and now she's in the position to put herself and other people like her and represent in the pages and I was like this is what we love to see that's dope just a whole I just always I'm always here for a full circle moment right right and I, I'm pretty sure she was too in this moment uh, so you know her being hired represented something bigger than her you know we're kind of going deeper into this whole like it's kind of bigger than me and we come back to FODs which I was like oh I'm really excited to hear Samra's opinion on it now versus when we first started talking about FODs that's funny um and for those of you actually no homework if you don't know what an FOD is go back like lots of episodes ago probably like the first or second episode of this season and then catch up and we'll see you back here on this episode See you soon. (laughs) For those of you who do know what FODs are, let's continue. Yes, FODs. (laughs) FODs. FODs. First Um, only different. Yes. For those of you who cheated and didn't go back to the first or second episode, that's what an FOD is. (laughs) Surprise. Surprise. Uh, And so she was the first black beauty director in Condé Nast 107 year history. She didn't even know that. She didn't know that until it hit the freaking headlines. She was like, wait, what? I remember seeing these headlines and being like, who's Elaine? Do you and really? Her up and following her on Instagram. Yeah. Wow. I was like, this is so inspiring. And to hear her whole story is pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. And, but then like she says the fact that we were still celebrating these kinds of things like, mm. these types of firsts in 2012 gave her mixed feelings. I mean, to this day, we're still celebrating these types of firsts. Even in 2021, nine years later, yeah. here we are still celebrating these firsts. But, you when know. When will the firsts end? I know. Probably never, honestly. Which is sad, but it is <laughs> what it is. Yeah, it's like a good thing because it shows that, you know things might be changing but she still said she was i think the only black or even person of color on the um like conde nast creative director group of all of their you know under the umbrella magazines mm-hmm. like glamour Vogue, all mm-hmm. of the things. I feel like Harper's Bazaar is under them too. Might be. There's so many magazines, and the fact that she was basically the voice of all diversity mm-hmm. kind of gave her this weird. She says it's just part of being the first only different, the FOD. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of pressure to speak for a whole community of people and you are just one of the individuals within the huge and diverse vast community so right i feel that i do feel like as a member of a white sorority i can definitely understand what it's like to be like the only black girl on a board of something and I literally was the diversity and inclusion coordinator for Panhellenic. Were you really? Yeah, I don't I was. think I knew that. 
yeah i got that role and they got rid of the role i think the next year and i was like was this role created for me i was like oh wow i was a little bit confused but it just it is hard because they wanted me to i guess be the liaison between bnphc and npc sororities and fraternities all of the different diverse sororities oh wow so even like ifc too yeah and i just i didn't understand how things worked you know mm-hmm. and no one else did but i you know I'm because you were black you were speaking. supposed to be the poster child of knowing how to figure this out and the poster child of yeah we do elect black people to positions mm. the first only different i was the first black person on that council so wow lol um <laughs> not you like i remember when we first started talking about fods you're like i hate fods not you being an fod that's probably why i felt so passionately oh. about it because not of like, therapy because of my experience because <laughs> i literally just felt like i was just a placeholder i was like what am i actually like Nobody knows what my role means because it's Mm -hmm. brand new. I don't even know what it is. I'm trying to do my best to represent. They wanted you to figure it out. And and lay the foundation for them for the next. Wow, that's crazy, bro. Yeah, it's really insane. But I think Elaine understood her assignment. She did understand the assignment and... Like I said, she had been preparing her entire career for this. So she was the best person for the job. Like I'm the way Teen Vogue changed underneath her guidance. And I'm sure Eva Chen was the beginning of that. And she recommended Elaine. So go Eva Chen. We love you. Right. We're here for you. You're cool. Mm-hmm. You're invited to the barbecue. <laughs> Uh, the cookout and um yeah elaine like is the one who in my opinion changed vogue from or teen vogue from (laughs) the like recipes in the magazines of how to impress your significant other Mm -hmm. to let's talk about why the president's invading this country and why we don't agree with it and here's why you should stay informed and here's how to do that you know yeah she's the one that made it woke yeah yeah and she kind of felt like she had to be the one to do it in that sense of being an fod and but she also says one of the best parts of being an fod was the tribe that came along with it and so Deborah Lee, who has been like the CEO of a BET for I don't even know how long, mm-hmm. invited her to speak for the leading Women Defined conference at her home alongside all these other great people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so, the, oh goodness, I'm going to say her name wrong and I'm so sorry. Keja, Keja Minor. Um, was also recently made, she also made, made history as the first black editor-in-chief at Condé Nast when she took over Brides magazine. So their back-to-back hires seems to signal, like, are we in a sense of progress? Like, Obama's just been elected. Like, this is happening. Like, so many different things. Um, Yay, wins for black culture. Always right. appreciated. Love to see them. And she says, the time it took me to reflect on these complex questions helped reframe what this opportunity could mean, not just for me professionally, but for those who, like me, had rarely seen themselves reflected in these pages, kind of like what I was talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. Uh, This job was not just writing about beauty products for a teen magazine. It came with the responsibility of representing for entire communities who had never been centered editorially within the system it was a chance to use my role to magnify the margins of black beauty and i was like i love it here i know it's just such a turning point from the last chapter where everything fell down when it all falls down and now she really has i mean it 
she got a little push, but she right. she she jumped back. She jumped mm-hmm. back up. It reminds me of the title of this book that's sitting on my bookshelf staring at me that needs to be read. But it's called A Phoenix First Must Burn. Oh, wow. Because, you know, it's Phoenix rise from Game the ashes. <laughs> I was going to say it's giving me Harry Potter, but yeah. No, Harry Potter makes more sense, but <laughs> I just can't get Daenerys out of my head right now. Now oh. that you said that. R.I.P. Daenerys. Bro, I gotta rewatch Game of Thrones now. I'm weak. Well, while you're rewatching Game of Thrones, we hope everyone enjoyed today's episode. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram, follow us on TikTok. I swear I'm gonna get back on there making more videos, and I'm gonna get Samra on there too. So be ready. She said, "Sheesh." <laughs> Y'all can't see her, but she's like hiding. Y'all need to see if I get on there because at this point I'm weak. I'm gonna get you on there. I'm gonna get you on there. But in the meantime, be sure to tune back to other episodes. We're really, y'all, we're we're I know it's been a long season, but we're really getting there. We're almost we're about to be almost through with this thing. I'm gonna miss Elaine. I am too. Elaine, hit us up. We wanna we wanna chat. We'd like to chat. LA. We out. What is it? Come outside. We just want to talk. <laughs> Yo. Oh That's my me last chapter. I'm like, Elaine, look, I just want to talk. I feel like we got a lot in common, girl. I'm weak. Oh my goodness. Y'all tag Elaine. Tag her. Tell her we want to meet her. Do all the things for us. Uh, help us out. But in the meantime, this has been another episode of She Well Read. I'm Alana. You know who I am. Oop, she said, y'all better know, just like the FODs, man. I'm so weak. (laughs) We'll see y'all next time on another episode of She Well Read. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at She Well Read to stay in the loop. Also, be sure to send us listener letters, fan mail, or PR to our new P.O. Box, 1725 Gardendale, Alabama, 35071. And remember, if you have anything to add, comment, suggest, feedback, send it all to shewellreadqa at gmail.com or post about it in our Facebook group. And for any business inquiries or collabs, send us an email to shewellread at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe, download, and leave a review for today's episode. We love you and stay well read. Bye!